My name is Brianna, and I welcome you to the Tales of Adventure, a D&D podcast like no other. My name is Mary Goldstein, and today I'm going to be talking about my character, a half-orc druid named Sinash, who is very close to my heart. Forgive me for interrupting, but I noticed you earlier outside. You were in an alleyway, and it looked like you were practicing what looked like druid craft. Are you a druid? I am a druid, yes. I don't run into that many in these parts. What brought you here? I wander wherever the wind takes me. Understandable. I can respect that lifestyle. So, where are you from? I am from... Well, it's a very long story. So, uh, I was born very far from here. Uh, at the top of a very tall series of mountains that border along the sea. I was born pretty much in a cave. <laughs> Technically, in a small settlement of orcs, where uh, my mother gave birth to me, surrounded by the shamans and medicine women of her of her tribe. I was born, blessed, and brought into this world by orcs, and I was named with an orcish name. What is that name? I forgot to ask it. <laughs> that is fine. My name is Sinash. It is an older name, according to my mother, but I never knew the meaning. This is a fairly pretty name. My name is Isra. I also am still not entirely sure of its meaning, but I am told it has one. I find that most names do, whether people realize it or not. <laughs> My mind just went blank. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you when you realized you had these abilities? I, well, I've always had an affinity for the natural world. Uh, I was surrounded on all sides by the beauty of you know, the sky and the water and the earth. I've always had an appreciation for everything that walked on the ground and everything that flew in the air or swam in the sea. But when I was coming into my own as a, as a woman, I would have been around 13, 12, I first started showing signs of, of powers. It was as if the, the earth was calling out to me and granting me with, with abilities that I never had as a child. It's always interesting to see how such powers usually wait until the better is much older before they start showing up. I guess you could say it's a good thing, especially for those able to summon fire and raise the dead. Imagine a small child being able to do that. <laughs> yeah, the chaos would not be very uh, helpful, I am sure. I shudder to think of the poor parents having to deal with that. Mm -hmm. No, some druids can be more drawn to certain aspects of nature. Is this true with you? Uh, somewhat. I find myself often the protector of the, uh, the beasts of the land, rather than the, uh, the flora, the trees and the plants. I think it's just because I connect more with those that, that walk this earth mainly considered I was almost raised like a beast, <laughs> some would say. I find myself watching over all the animals, in a way. 
I am more drawn to them than I am really empathetically connected to plants, I guess. I can understand that, but then I personally have never felt any particular connection towards trees or grass, except for the few times I've been tied to a tree, and then it's a different kind of connection. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a very pleasant one, but it happens when you live life on the road. I see. Well, I, uh, I try not to infringe on the trees. I know that the trees have their own domain uh, with dryads and things like that that often protect groves and forests around the world. That they do, and they get, sometimes get very angry when you uh, look like you're about to try and burn their tree down. Thankfully, they yeah. stopped me before I had to, and mm-hmm. once I explained to myself, they were kind enough to release me from the tree. Yes. I have warded off a few uh, unwanted lumberjacks and forest cutters from my part of the, of the wilderness before. Maybe in less orthodox ways than was necessary, but if you're trying to send a message, send it well. It's very true indeed. Sometimes you have to go a little above and beyond what people expect when you're trying to convey something or to get the point across. Duh. Sometimes, very literally. Yes. What drew you out of your wilderness? Well, I I sometimes get tired of the loneliness that often comes with my line of work. You no, know, I, uh, I find myself oftentimes sitting out in the middle of the woods for hours on end, you know, making sure that this herd is healthy or this patch of grass is growing well and I stop and I realize that I haven't talked to a person in years. I thought foolishly perhaps you know, you're the only person I've really talked to in, in, in a while and I sometimes try to come to the city to break out of that monotony and this is the first time I've actually been able to do that so thank you I, I, I guess. Must be incredibly lonely and quiet living a life like that. I even though I've retired from adventuring, I still could not bring myself to live that quiet of a life. I find there's too much going on in the world that needs help, even if I'm not the one doing the saving. Yeah, I never really worry about other people like that, I guess. Maybe I just haven't adventured as much as I should. I have thought about maybe picking up some, some work, but... The forest needs me. You'd be surprised the amount of good a druid such as yourself can do out in the world helping adventurers. I've I've seen druids stop adventurers from doing things that could possibly harm different areas of nature to helping them understand the impact that they can have. And I've also had a druid fighting on my back before. It was very helpful at getting out of tricky situations. Especially when they can mm. change their shape into something large. <laughs> you are a lot stronger than I think many people make us out to be. Yes, I find people often do not understand that which they do not take the time to learn about or come to understand. Mm. Have you ever been on that adventure? No, I have not. I, well, I've been on hunting missions when I was very young. I, uh, I used to do, you know, the normal type of adventures when I was when I was living with my mother and her clan. But I've never fought a monster before. I've never rescued a princess or whatever adventures do. 
rescuing princesses is very overrated because, oh my gosh, they're so pricey. <laughs> Still hear the last one screaming shrilly in my head about, oh, I won't stand for this or whatever she was screaming about. And that was, God, how many years has it been? It's been a very long time. Mm. You mentioned being part of a clan, but you also mentioned being alone. Yes, when I started coming into my powers, I, f- I realized I could do more good away from my family than with them. So when I came to a certain age, I packed up all my belongings, which was very little, and I left my mother's clan and stuck out on my own. Must have been more than a little frightening to begin with, at least. If anything, it, it was sad. My mother was so desperate to keep me near her, you know. Orcs have a very dangerous life. Half-orcs sometimes even more so. We don't look like our human side. We don't look like our orc side. We don't fit in anywhere. It was probably better if I didn't stay with uh, with the orcs any longer anyway. What makes you say that? Some orcs don't take kindly to the idea of breeding with humans. Which I think is ridiculous, but... So to be fair, it's not your fault. Of course. But... Some orcs are very old-fashioned in that way. They think that the orc bloodline or orcish bloodline should remain pure. And that human blood is a bit of a, a pollution. Surprising and annoying. How many of the races that walk this earth choose to see things that way. But if you're being honest, things could get quite interesting. Especially with some of the races where like clans grow smaller. It's just... The, the joining of different races doesn't have to be a bad thing, yet they choose to treat it like a bad thing. No. Very ridiculous, if you ask me. Yes. Oh, how long has it been since you did this? <sighs> Almost ten years. Have you seen your clan or your mother since then? I have not. I'm a little afraid to face them now. You know, I, I love my family. My mother and her friends and her, her distant relatives that were often so kind to me. But I never wanted to impede on them and their lives. I promised my mother that if I ever heard that they were in trouble, that one day I would return to them. But so far, I have heard nothing. You're very brave to do so. It's no easy thing to set out on your own. How did you decide where you were going to go when you left? I, like I said, I followed the wind. I just, I tapped into that thing that gave me that, that inclination toward the, the sky and the earth, like I did when I was a child. My feet walked and walked and eventually found my way toward my forest further to the south. And I set up camp, made a home in a tree, and I've been there ever since. Imagine the forest has flourished since you got there. Have you run into any trouble in the years since? Besides the poachers that I've had to drive away and often the soldiers that, you know, send their armies through the woods thinking they'll give them cover or give them a quicker passage around the mountains, I've had to drive them away, you know, keep them from trodding the the ferns and killing any animals that don't need to be killed. But nothing unnatural. It's good. There are many unnatural things going on in the world that's very unfortunate and very annoying about the armies tromping through your woods. So many men fighting in pointless wars. It's like Mm -hmm. they don't realize or care about the destruction is redacted down to them. Though sometimes armies do need to be raised and something truly evil arises. It's true. I don't think I could be the one to face the evil, though. Uh, I protect the balance, you see. There are heroes who are 
you know, trained all their lives. Warriors who face their intentions and are good people. And they fight because they have a driving power behind them. Whether that power is good or bad, I don't know. But do you believe in fate, my friend? Do you very much believe in fate? I've seen far too much in this life to not. It's good. Only a foolish person would not believe in some form of fate. I believe fate can be challenged, of course, but I do believe it is a force that exists in some way in this world. Yes. And in the many others. I believe it is my fate to protect what is most sacred in this world, and that is the balance that the world was born into, to keep an equilibrium. Without balance, our world would be thrown into chaos or order. We must have both in order to survive. That is very true, but sometimes creatures or beings will arise that threaten to destroy that balance in the name of what they believe to be better for this world, whether that is pure order or pure chaos. It takes a special kind of person to stand up against that. Near too afraid to try. I'm not afraid. I am just wise. It's a good way to be. Wish there were more people like that in this world. Oh, would you would you be one of the ones to rise to that challenge if a champion of pure order or a champion of chaos rose to upset the balance? It's not really a great question to spring out of nowhere. Um, I don't think it's really something that I'd want to do. No, I, I, I I'll keep to myself. Thank you very much. I I apologize if I made you uncomfortable, my friend. I sometimes tend to ask grander questions than I mean to, I apologize. No, you're fine. I've just explored a lot and learned a lot and sometimes if I, I spend a little, little too much time with academics, I tend to start talking like them and sometimes they can be insufferable. Mm. I have been noticing some weird signs of more chaos than normal and concerning me slightly. Have you noticed anything? There has been a shift in the trees. Something in the wind is changing. But I've hasn't come to my doorstep yet, so I figured I'd ignore it until it gets, you know, to a problem that someone else has to take care of. Might be worth keeping an eye on in any case, because ignore it too long. Sometimes mm. you become the last person who can take care of the problem, and situations like this always get me rather uneasy. I haven't been able to quite figure out what it is. But there's something going on. We shall see in time. I hope it turns out to be nothing. The world has tried to end far too many times. Hopefully this time it will refrain from doing so. That would be good. I don't want to become a hero in my lifetime. Most people don't, but then again, most heroes are never really given much of a choice when it comes to this. Hmm. It makes them... More heroic that they didn't want it, but still not a good time for them. Mm, I suppose. Our fort, anyone, really. So, tell me more of your forest. Sounds like a very delightful place. It is calming. So words I can only use to describe it, really. I, it's a safe haven for me. You know, the world is sometimes so loud and wild, and there's so much unknown. But when you step into the woods, and you hear the birds, and feel the grass on your feet, you know what's, what's going on. You you don't feel uncertain. It's calming. Sounds like 
a small bit of the heavens on earth then it seems so i i don't really <laughs> heaven i guess yeah if you want to call it that i mean that in more of a metaphorical sense um, sure <laughs> not sure how much i would actually enjoy the air, the place wherever the gods live i'm on the fence about whether i I'm happy with them or not. They're usually slightly more trouble than they're worth. Hmm. Then again, so can those that walk the earth be as well. To better still those who serve to be reminders about why those who walk the earth are worth protecting. Well, some of them. Does anyone else live in your forest with you or have you ever provided refuge to others? Not in my time yet. I would not be hesitant to open my door to anyone who truly needed it. I am of the mindset that nature will take its course with whomever comes through the wilderness. But I do understand that there are some people who simply cannot survive. And I am not so cruel-hearted a person that I would ever turn away someone who is starving or freezing. Thankfully that hasn't happened yet though. It's good to hear that you would be willing to take the minutes. Far too often, even those who live in the cities who have everything they could possibly need are not willing to take in and help those who have need. Rather frustrating at times. When those people make me want to move into the woods myself. Mm. As it is, I like to travel and collect stories. It's a good way to remind myself of the good that's in this world. Also a good way to keep an eye on things that threaten to destroy the balance. Mm. Storytellers are very important. They help us remember, even when we grow old. It is true, though I find there is more truth behind some stories than some, most people realize. But then there, there are also stories where it's better if the truth behind them remained buried. There are things that's better if most of the world does not know. Mm. Fine line to walk, but... Some things would just throw things off course in a way that would be very hard to correct for them. Well, hopefully your stories will become one they will sing for ages. Stories you find. I hope so too, and I hope they all end with the world in balance, as it should be. Yeah. I'll have to keep an eye on these strange shiftings you speak of in the whispers and rumors I've heard of it's actually part of why I'm in this area. I'm trying to track mm. down where this is coming from. Many of my friends are concerned and been more also kind of on the lookout for some people who may be able to help stop whatever it is if it proves to be anything. Yeah, good luck with that. Oh. No need to worry about that now. For now, would you care for uh, another drink or maybe walk around town? I can show you around, maybe introduce you to some of the quieter people. So whenever you come in to visit, you can have some familiar faces with whom to speak. I prefer to stay and drink, thank you. Fair enough. In that case, let's get another down and you can tell me more about this forest. Very well.
Tales of Adventure is directed and produced by me, Brianna Toiber, as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. The music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what I'm doing and would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and choose one of the tiers connected to Tales of Adventure. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it.